Animaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and this week's episode was recorded live in Memory Lane Comics and Toys in Wilmington, North Carolina. I talked to the proprietor, Jake, who is an awesome guy, and found out during the course of the conversation that it is indeed the very same comic shop that I was going to up there when I was a little kid, or or at least when uh, I was much, much younger, and I sat down with my mom in Wilmington to go through the phone book and look for comic book shops, because even very early on, I I got, uh, to a certain extent, I, I was obsessed with the idea of visiting comic and toy and hobby and whatever else shops in every city I went to. Like, it's something I love to do, uh, which I'm sure is not uncommon for the nerd set, if you will. But yeah, way, way back in the day, uh, we, we sat down, we looked through the phone book, and Memory Lane Comics was the spot. And I didn't necessarily remember that, but it turns out that the shop has been around since uh, 1983, I think is is what uh, Jake said. So that was the place because that was that was it. There was one comic shop back then, and that was the one that I went to. So I, I had a great conversation with Jake. We talk about the industry. We talk about small business. Uh, it's really fascinating, and I'm, I'm thrilled that I was able to uh, make time to do it while I was up there visiting. And I'm thrilled that Jake made time uh, on a Tuesday, no less, on on you know New Comic Arrival Day uh, to to sit down and talk. We had a great time. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Before I get to that, I want to talk about what I was doing this past weekend, a week after my conversation with Jake, and that was going to Charlotte in Heroes Con, which we have not been to for two years, just for for one reason or another. Uh, If you want to listen to some of the older interviews from Heroes Con... Episode 5 of the Needless Things podcast and episode 27 of the show uh, are both interviews live from Heroes Con. I talked to lots of different people, and going back this year, we only went up for Friday because it was more of a, it was almost a last minute thing uh, when I discovered uh, some creators were there that I absolutely had to see. Unfortunately, I didn't get to meet all of them. Uh, but we had a wonderful time. I reconnected with some guys that I'd interviewed before and they, they all remembered me, which was very cool. And, uh, if you want to hear more about that experience, or actually, if you want to hear everything about that experience, then you can go over to supportphantom.com, listen to the latest episode of the patron cast, and I detail everything. Well, I sit down with a bottle of Fireball, and I detail everything, uh, that we experienced this year on our Heroes Con trip. I did, I think, leave out our Uh, I mentioned that we had a hassle on the journey home, but I did not mention that we ended up on the scariest road I've ever been on in my life because they're always doing construction on 85. If if you are in the North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia area, you are well aware that 85 is always being worked on. It's been that way since I was five years old when we moved here. And 
coming home Friday night, I did not expect to hit delays due to construction. But sure enough, 10 o'clock at night, we are stopped in South Carolina on 85. So we we just deal with it for a while, and then Waze gives us an alternate route. And that takes us, we get off at an exit, uh, taking us to Scenic Highway, which it, it's apparently the same Scenic Highway that goes all the way down here uh, and through Snellville, which is kind of crazy. I hadn't really considered that highway to be a highway. Uh, but you guys, we were driving through some horror movie bad decision parts of South Carolina, like a road that was at most eight feet wide, still two lanes with overgrown, like in, in the middle of this like grass field with, with, uh, vegetation grown up to about four feet high, uh, shanties all over. And then we passed what would best be described as a serial killer homestead that was like a central house structure with all kinds of things built onto it. Uh, lots of redneck oriented vehicles parked around it, some with wheels, some without. Just really like I, I was, I wasn't really concerned because we were still, you know, we weren't that far away from the highway. Like, as you can look at ways and, and we knew where we were going, but it w- it was creepy. It was super creepy, you guys. So there, and there are all kinds of things that can happen out there. Uh, not, you know, not just that you could be waylaid by a rope with nails through it, popping your tires, and then the rednecks, uh, the crazy inbred redneck family, takes you and eats you and makes suits out of your skin. There's also the possibility of being attacked by the goat man, who nobody ever thinks about anymore. But I think we should all be very conscious of the goat man. Uh, alien abduction, like happened to, to Dale Jepson and Brent Hackles. There's all kinds of things that can go wrong when you're in a scary backcountry road. And believe me, all of them were going through my mind that Friday night. But we obviously we made it home. And I uh, had, a, had a great, great time. If you want to listen to it, go to supportphantom.com, figure out what you want to contribute, and get in on the patron cast that I put up as often as I possibly can. Okay, so Heroes Con, wonderful time this year. We'll be back next year. We decided we have to do Friday and Saturday. It, it's just, it, you can't do it in one day. But Friday I like because it's slower and because I can actually talk to the creators. Saturday is good because it's that's when the party is. That's when everybody's there in their costumes, and it's, it's a bigger... Uh, more eventful thing and, and it's just nice to have a hotel room to go and change in and relax in and i would much rather have been in a hotel room friday night than on that terrifying little road in south carolina obviously okay so that's out of the way let's talk very briefly about better call saul which i feel deserves an episode but at the same time i don't know if i'm mentally equipped to analyze that show to the point where i would do an episode justice that show Oh my gosh, the season finale aired uh, this past Monday. Is it? My, I never get to watch it when it's actually on. I always have to watch it on the DVR, so I don't even know what night it comes on. I think it's Monday, uh, which would explain it, because if it comes on at the same time as Raw, obviously Raw has priority. But season finale was brutal. Uh, they, and I don't want to spoil anything. I'll just say that they did things with those characters that I was not expecting. 
things did not end up where I thought they would be after the prior episode. And it's just brutal. And it's entirely possible to me uh, to think that Better Call Saul might actually be I'm not going to say better than Breaking Bad because that that goes outside of the realm of opinion. I would have to sit down and, and substantiate that with facts. But I feel like I might like it more. And I think it's because I feel like I know these characters. Not not necessarily that I'm familiar with them from uh, Breaking Bad, which, spoiler alert, if you didn't know, Better Call Saul is a prequel to Breaking Bad. Uh, breaking, you know, proving the prequels are not always bad. But... I feel like I have known guys like Jimmy, guys like Chuck, girls like Kim. Like, I, I feel, and maybe that's what it is, is the cast is a little smaller and more focused. Or maybe they're better at making it feel like they're focusing on the characters. I don't know exactly what it is, but, man, the show just got me. And that, I, I was crying. There was one point... Uh, in, in the finale where I, I was losing some, some eye water over what was going on. So if you, for whatever reason, haven't checked that show out, I highly recommend that you do it because it's, it's really awesome. I, I love it. And it's one of those things that, uh, Breaking Bad, I've never pulled the trigger and bought the full series. And I guess I should because I already kind of want to watch it again. But Better Call Saul will, as soon as it is offered as a series set on Blu-ray, I will buy it. For sure. I don't care if it's on Netflix or not because I, I have to know everything about this show. Uh, and I've heard a couple of different interviews with Bob Odenkirk where he's talked about it uh, in an interview with Vince Gilligan. And I just, I want more. I want more information I have to know. So hopefully they'll they'll release a set that'll do it justice. And on that note, it is now time for the awesome interview with Jake from Memory Lane Comics that I wasn't entirely sure if it would end up happening because you never know what's going to go on with interviews. And this one, it was so specific, the time frame that I had to get this done. And in a comic book shop, especially one as cool as Memory Lane Comics, you're always busy. There's always something to do. Even if there are no customers in the store, which the whole time we were there, there were, uh, even if there's no customers to serve, there's always something going on. You can always be doing something, just like any retail business. But I I feel specifically so with a well-maintained comic shop. So uh, you guys, please enjoy this interview. If you ever happen to be in Wilmington, North Carolina, go check out Memory Lane Comics. I love it. If, If I were there, it would be my comic shop. I wish it was my comic shop because those guys are fantastic. And uh, you're about to hear uh, exactly how. I'm sitting here in the back room headquarters of Memory Lane Comics in downtown Wilmington, North Carolina. It's the cave of the uh, of the comic shop. It, yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Essentially, uh, not not here in the comic shop, of course, but I grew up in Wilmington, basically uh, between here in Atlanta. And uh, I'm talking to Jake of Memory Lane. What's How's going it on, going, man? Man, life is good. We ju- we just moved down here downtown, which is yeah, uh, yeah. We were talking about a little while ago. Is uh, if you grew up here, downtown used to be a great place to get stabbed. 
And now it's a great place to buy comic books and have a beer and coffee and enjoy yourself. It is, and there's plenty of stuff down here. The, uh, tons of bars, looks like live music, comedy, like pretty much everything going on down here. Yeah, it's. I mean, I really feel like it's like a mini New York City or, or Brooklyn or something. It's, it's just got a lot of uh, culture and heart to it, and we're really enjoying it. Oh, and you just park and walk around. Yeah. Like that's, that's what I like the most. You get in the parking garage and just walk around, chill out, do whatever you want. But it's funny you say New York because there's that one tall building over there. Yeah. That, as you're driving up, you're like, what is that doing here? It's just like it's a New Yorky looking building. Man, next time you come, there's going to be more New Yorky looking. Like, oh, really? Just, yeah, they're just going to start popping up. And here now, yeah. Uh, oh, the story that I wanted to tell you because when I first got here, uh, I mentioned that we had kind of a little story about the last place you guys were mm-hmm. at. Speaking of stabbings. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We were, uh, this was a few years ago, and I think we actually ended up not even finding the store that day, but we were driving around, and this is before GPS was quite as great as it, like, pre-Waze. Yeah, yeah. And where it wouldn't necessarily take you to the doorstep. It would kind of get you to the vicinity and be like, you are here. Yeah. And, and uh, the old shop was sort of in a nook. And we're driving around and in, out on the main street in front of uh, one of the empty storefronts there at the time, there were two guys beating the heck out of another guy. Like, like menace to society beating oh my going on. <laughs> and we were like, you know what? Maybe we're in the wrong place. Maybe we're not. Man, but let's, uh, let's try and get another day. There is a... Uh... <laughs> There's a lot of homeless people that lived near the uh, overpass yeah, there, yeah. and if it was hot enough, and they had been drinking enough and not drinking water, you, there was some, you know, you just didn't know what you were going to see. And, and that was for sure, because it probably was like July or something like that. But the interesting thing is, once we did find the shop, it was two years ago, on this day, was the first time we no walked way. in. It was June 6th of uh, 2015. That's awesome. It was the man. first time. We, and I didn't even realize that when I set this up. Yeah. Uh, but it popped up today in my Facebook and your, you know, your memory Memories, deal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A memory lane. Literally. That is super cool, man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, I want to talk to you today uh, kind of about pop culture in general, mm-hmm. but about how you got into comics, you know, going to the comic shop when you were a kid and how you ended up deciding... To open your own store. Yeah. And also, uh, I'm so impressed by you guys and your social media presence. The stuff you do Thank on you. Instagram. Uh, it, it's what shops need to be doing now. What? And you guys are nailing it. But let's let's start with the beginning. What, yeah, yeah. what, what, what um, are your comic my, origins? My origins? Yeah, your um, secret origin. I, the first comic I can remember actually buying, I, I know there was more before this, but the first one I remember just being like, this is amazing, was uh, Uncanny X-Men 300. It was that like super silver oh, chromium cover with Bishop dude. and Squad on the front. And uh, got it food line, you know, because, you know, mom takes you to the grocery store, you yes. always really get a magazine. Yes. Know, it was like, that was, if we were in the grocery store, you could get a comic or a magazine or something. And so it, uh, it split off between like Wizard and Toy Fair and whatever cool, if I didn't have a, a comic, it was, you know, one of those, but, um, yeah, so I ended up buying some stuff there and I was just kind of always obsessed with the superhero culture. Um, and comics got bigger to me after losing, uh, you know, when you're like, when you're starting to hit that age and you lose your imagination to be able to play with action figures. Yeah, yeah. That was when it was like, okay, I need other people's stories to keep me entertained now because yeah, yeah. my own aren't doing it anymore with my, with my hands and my, my toys. So, right, right, right. Um, I started getting more and more into it then and, and, uh, you know, I was way into it in high school. 
I saw between here and Fanboy Comics, which is our, our competitor, but they're super cool. Like, we're yeah. fortunate to have two great stores in town. Um, yeah, those guys actually, uh, that, uh, it was either the last time or the time before that when we were in town, those guys are the ones that turned me on to Spider Woman. The, the mm-hmm. more recent Spider Woman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, comic is so great. And they were super nice over there as well. Yeah, yeah, they're, they were, we're very lucky. They're, they're very different stores, which mm-hmm. I think works well. Like, we kind of complement each other. It's, yeah. um, it's, you, you can find what you're looking for between, between the two of us. And if I was local, you'd both be stops regularly. Yeah. Uh, Cause you, you've, you've definitely got different, uh, it, it's funny to think that something as niche as a comic book shop could have sort of sub categories, yeah. but you guys both are, are, are serving different types of fans, I think. Absolutely. I, you know, and it, it's, um, I think just by being two stores, we've kind of evolved to, to exist together that way. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, so it, it's, it's worked out well. Um, but, uh, yeah, so at some point, you know, I used to travel both stores. Um, I was more of a memory land guy. Um, because I just, I wasn't always, uh, depending on who I, who, when I went to Fanboy, depending on who was there, uh, they, you know, it was depending on whether they talked to me or not. Yeah, yeah. That, you know well, what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. We all, and believe me, me and everybody listening yeah. to this knows exactly. But when I went to Memory Land, it was like, you know, I was always having a conversation with the owner, Adam. And yeah. I used to, uh, see him out surfing here and there. And, uh, eventually, um, you know, I kind of cut around college. I stopped reading comics for a little while there. And then I remember when Marvel Zombies came out. Oh, yeah. Um, I think this, this is the time they were excited about this. Uh, Marvel Zombies came out. I heard about it. It was at like a fifth printing or something. But I was like, I was like, I have to read this. Like, I, I need to see what this is about. So I sat back in the comic shop and like, I remember the, one of the last batches of comics I had bought had, uh, that Kevin Smith Black Cat Spider-Man story. Oh yeah. Number yeah. three. And then I like went into the comic shop to buy Marvel Zombies and like number four came out that week. It was like, welcome back. <laughs> it was like a three year stretch with, with no issue there and number four came out and I was like, okay, then you get back. That's hilarious. Wow. Started picking some stuff up here and there again. And, um, you know, this was like always my dream job. I used to ask Adam if, if yeah. you, you need anybody, do you need anybody, do you need anybody? Which yeah. uh, I'm now used to. I understand <laughs> how that goes. Yeah. Um, you know, because it doesn't really take a lot of manpower to uh, man a comic book store. Well, and also you've got to have, um, it's a much more specialized position than any other kind of retail. Yeah. Because the amount of knowledge you have to have, the amount, uh, I mean, if you want to run a good shop, the amount of customer service skill you have to have, like, you you really have to be on point to be a good comic shop employee. Yeah. And, yeah, and as somebody running a shop, it's it's tough to find that. Yeah, you gotta be kind of obsessed with this stuff, but, but able to tell people about stuff that you don't even like too, is, right. which is, which is, you know, part of being a comic book fan is hating, uh, some stuff that you don't like. And, so, and, well, you don't want somebody coming in asking for, uh, I will use this as an example only because it is universally beloved. You don't want somebody coming in asking for Saga and the guy that somehow doesn't like Saga saying, that comic is stupid. Cause that which, which is, not that happens all the time in comic shops. I will, I will say that. It's crazy because that person's um, not going to come back. Because if yeah. they're already in love with that book and they walk into your store and you diss their book. I've had a ton of people come in and tell me that they went to some store and, you know, that was, they, they, they went in and asked for something. They were like, do you want something to adults read? Or something to that That's effect. That's crazy. Like, I cannot imagine, uh, you know, if you love Sonic the Hedgehog, it doesn't matter how old you are. You love Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. Plus, those are good stories. I don't care who you are. But it's just whatever it is. Like, it, it's it's just, I've heard people, that one has been mentioned a couple of times. Of yeah. Like, 
people going into a store and you know the place didn't have it, so they kind of like chastised them about it almost. It was like their their fault that they liked it. You know, why would they have a comic that it was that was you know it's just weird. Well, and that's that's actually another tough aspect of of hiring probably is not getting people that have that gatekeeper mentality that yeah. that like. Well, this is this is our cool thing, and you don't need to worry about that. But here's this uh, like uh, you know, it's huge you, in any sort of hobby store. Whether yeah. it's, uh, I don't know if you go to any any bicycle stores or like they're they're, they're like that, if, if that weird elitism. Yeah. Well, and and back home surf with, shops, all, all that kind of stuff is just has that air to it. And years before Hot Topic existed uh, down in Atlanta, we, there's a section of town called Little Five Points mm-hmm. that was where all the like punker clothes and stuff were. And you went down there because you, at the time you had to. And, and I used to work at Hot Topic. I had no problems with Hot Topic, but that was the place. You had to go to get your Operation Ivy shirt or whatever the case may be. Yeah, but you went down there knowing you're going to get the attitude that that elitist. Yep. you know, and that's. And it's part of any enjoying any kind of niche entertainment or anything like that. Because weird enough you know, now, you, out can, there. you can get most of that stuff at Walmart. <laughs> it's, oh, I it's know, a, like, I know. Everything it's is crazy. everywhere now. It's wild. Uh, culture is blown up. But yeah, so at some point, uh, I started shopping back at Memory Lane again, um, and uh, he, uh, the guy, uh, the main employee there, had just given his notice and he was going to go do something else, and so. The owner Adam asked if I wanted a job. Oh wow! So you struck gold. Like, totally, yeah. I love it. And it was, yeah, I didn't have to ask this time. It was yeah, awesome, yeah. which was which was awesome. Oh man, that's great. And um, kind of slowly started stepping it up and, and getting way into working here. And um, yeah, it was it was bad at first because I just walk home with two big bags full of stuff after every 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 shift. I I I'd spend every bit of credit that I had and some cash right on top of it. Um, but uh, yeah, I caught up on the same amount of stuff and. and Really, really immersed myself into the comic culture at that point. Yeah, I mean, because I was I was always into the like I, I knew everything, but I, I you know I only read certain books, and I you know I, I knew a ton of stuff from like the encyclopedias and pre yeah, yeah, yeah. days. So like I had you know all the, all the like Marvel DC guide to the Marvel yeah, universe, yeah, everything about stuff. everything. Right. Yeah. Well, and there's a big difference though in being a customer that you know you've got to budget your time and money. And being here immersed in it, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can yeah. read whatever I want. Which, yeah. granted, you probably still have time limitations. <laughs> yeah, you do, you do. The, 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 the biggest thing about it is that people, you know, people are so passionate about the stuff when they come in here mm. that, that they sell stuff to me harder than I sell stuff to anybody. Like, so, someone who loves some book yeah. will, like, make it their life goal. They'll, they'll bring it up. They'll, they'll bring the, the DVDs up or the, you know, for the manga. They'll yeah, bring yeah, yeah. the anime and they'll, you know, they'll. Like if they love something, they will make sure that that we, that we that we see it, and uh, which is yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. We have a we have a connection with our people that I don't think exists in a lot of retail things at all. Like I feel like our place is truly a community space. I think you've got comic shops and record stores are, are kind of the last bastions of that customer mm-hmm. connection. That because uh, you know that used to be you know, pre-internet. That's how you got your culture. Yeah, you'd, you'd go down to the record shop or the comic shop, and, and what's cool? Tell me what you know. What I like, but what else is like this? That kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And it was that that in person conversation. You know, I, and don't get me wrong. I obviously I've got a podcast. I, I like the internet quite a bit. Oh, of course. But that that person to person interaction and seeing when somebody's trying to sell you on that new manga or whatever it may be, 
seeing that light in their eyes is a whole lot different than just seeing a sentence on a Facebook page or Amazon. It, it's you know, right, it's, right. It's so refreshing when people. I mean, I, I love when people come in. They're like, they're like, oh, you got it. You have to experience this, right? You know, I, I'm try, I have to be honest with people now. I'm like, I, I, I will. I would love to, and if you want to lend it to me, that's awesome. But it might take me six months before I watch this. Right. And I'm just being totally, completely honest because. Uh, a, I'm keeping up with The Flash and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all these TV shows. Yeah. Which, the, the fact that I can't watch all the TV shows as they come out, I have to wait for someone to get a Netflix for, for comic book shows. Like, the times are so different. Yeah. Uh, but it's really cool. Yeah, it's fantastic. The, the fact that the medium has so many different types of storytelling available now mm-hmm. is is just amazing. Uh, it's funny, you mentioned coming in here when you were or coming into one of the older locations, because this, 1983? Is that when Memory Lane opened? It was open in 83, yeah. Because uh, I, I must have come here when I was a kid, uh, or, or gone to Memory Lane uh, when I was a kid. I'm certain. Because uh, I was born in 76, and right around eight, nine years old is when I started getting to that age where I'd be like, Mom, we got to find the local comic shop. Like, anytime we're yeah. out of town, you know, where is it? And I remember, I, I can't remember specifically it was Memory Lane. I would imagine it was. But I remember looking in my grandparents' phone book one trip up here and, and trying to find the comic shop. I'm certain, man. It's, um, I mean, it's uh, been kind of a staple, and it's... Um, you know, we've had our ebbs and flows, sure. uh, but I feel like we're... Well, the business has. Yeah. But we're like, yeah, yeah, the comic actual industry. Yeah. So it's, but I, I think that things are, I mean, I, with our new location and, and, and being like, actually, we're, we went from being the corner, in the corner of a building to the corner building. You're on the corner and you're, I mean, the foot traffic here. Oh, just because before, amazing. I would imagine you didn't get a whole lot of walk-ins before. I mean, we were next to a Chinese food place that did a ton of business. Yeah. So people would walk in here and there, but it was, um, it wasn't yielding us a lot of like, we, we don't, you know, we, it was a lot, mostly people wait, wasting 10 minutes while they're waiting for their Chinese right. food, which is different from someone, even if they're wasting time while walking around downtown or just getting in some AC for a second, that's still different from them just wasting 5, 10 minutes while their yeah. food cooks. Well, people down here, I mean, you come to an area like this and you're kind of primed to spend. Mm-hmm. Like I know, you know, when we're, there's a big difference between we're going to grab food and we're going to walk around and look at shops and, yeah. you know, your, your brain works in a different way. It does. So and, I, and I think this is, I, mean, I really feel strong about this spot in that, uh, we're, we're next to a, a parking deck. So yeah. I think if you're from Wilmington and you don't want to just like, you know, be caught up in going downtown. And I, I think the difference between being on second street and front street is like asking somebody to walk, you know, an extra half mile or something. For like sure. You literally, you can just park your parking deck, walk over, go back to parking deck, drive yeah. on back to your house if you want to. And it's not that much different from going to where we used to be. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so I, I really, I love this spot. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. And the store looks great. And Thank that's, you. Uh, I want well actually before we get too far I got to mention this because when you said Uncanny X Men was your your kind of your gateway, mm-hmm. uh, my now I had had comic books at different points in my life, but the one that hooked me and turned me into I have to find the next issue of this and keep keep up with it as opposed to just like you said going to the drugstore and grabbing you know when mom's taking you out or yeah. whatever uh, was uh, it was Uncanny X Men. I can't even remember the number. It's 230 to 240. It's uh-huh. got Wolverine being turned into a brood on the cover. Oh, uh, yeah. That, I picked that up along with, uh, 
a Batman and a couple other comics from a drugstore over on Carolina Beach. Mm-hmm. And but that that Uncanny X Men was the comic that I was like, I have to know what happens next. Yeah. Because Claremont's, you know, he was pretty good at telling self-contained stories, but at the same time, he loved those three-issue arcs that... Yeah, and he had such a long narrative going on, too, that, that you didn't need to be a part of the entire thing. Right, but it was and rewarding if you were. If you so, were. Yeah, exactly. So, so, yeah, that was the same one that hooked me and got me into it. That's, I mean, X-Men, I think, uh, spoke to... Uh, especially comic book fans before nerd culture was popular. For X- sure. X-Men was, um, was the thing. I mean, cause yeah. I like, you know, you're like me, you're really tall and big and it's, um, being in high school, like I, 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 you know, I, I got picked on only so much that you could pick on a guy that was, you know, I was the exact same size as 16 exactly. years old. But I was still no, wearing that, you know, that was before you, when you could, you couldn't wear a Captain America shirt, like the shield on it and not get like oh, somebody man. was giving you some sort of lip about it. But, in, uh, in 1989, Batman came out, and it was the first time that comic book type merchandise was available outside of comic shops. Really, like easily yeah. available. So I had the Batman Chuck Taylors. Oh yeah, I had the Batman big symbol shirt. I had the hat. Everything, man. And I made the heinous mistake. I'm 13 years old, so uh, you know now it wouldn't be any kind of big deal. I don't think, but back then. Uh, so at 13 years old, I wear all the Batman gear at the same time. <laughs> I had a rough day. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I, mean, I see people doing that now for sure, but even still now, you're just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta spread it out. Yeah, you've got to do one piece at a time. Yeah. It's great, man. So you guys, I definitely want to talk about the social media, but the store itself, uh, you really stay on top of toys and collectibles. Uh, which yeah. is a big part of your Instagram feed is when you guys get new stuff in, you're on it. You're like, hey, check out what we got in, uh, which I think is is really smart and really key to business. How did you, uh, just being on top of social media, how did you decide to make that an important component of what you're doing? Um, yeah, we got to the point that, like, uh, we realized, you know, you can, you can write out a post and say, you know, we got some really cool stuff in, come check it out, or whatever, but you, if you take a picture of something in, in an artistic way, mm-hmm. um, and, and we've even, over the last six months, we've, we've, I feel like we've, we've up, we make, we made sure that the background behind the Wonder Woman statue matters. Like, yes. it's not just, it's not just in front of a wall. We're, you know, we're just trying to show off the, the rest of the store in that uh, hazy, you know, or like out of out of focus way behind it. But where you see that place is full of stuff. Yes. Yeah. So it's um, you know, I, I, we want people to see something on there and come in and look at stuff. And I, I don't, I'm not as, even as much concerned if you don't buy. I, I want people to walk in here like it's uh, the comic book museum of Wilmington. Mm-hmm. Like like. Uh, I want people to, I, and we get it where people are just like, you know, when someone comes into town, their friends come into town, this is like one of the first places they take them to like, you have to freaking see I, this I would store. consider this a destination shop. And that is, that is so, uh, rewarding and cool and, uh, makes us so proud to see like where, where people are, are just like, you, you just, you just got, I gotta take you over to see this shop and, yeah. and you know, and it's, it's, it's really cool. I mean, so, um, I guess it just kind of naturally happened. We just started, started doing it and then, um, you know, we started having more fun with the Instagram pictures and well, the, the, the Wonder and Woman. The Wonder Woman video that you guys did was for the listeners. Uh, go to find Memory Lane Comics on Instagram, and for I think it was actually for Wonder Woman Day. Yeah, uh, there's there's a short video on there. Man, that was cracking me up. I loved it. Well, we even saw the movie, fantastic. and I was like, I was just like that theme song was stuck in my head. I was like, we gotta make a video. That's right. You get it was it's it's really solid, dude. We don't. 
with uh, and, and we'll talk about comic movies in a minute because I, I definitely want to chat about that. But uh, themes aren't what they used to be. As much as I love the movies, we don't have a lot of memorable themes. And man, that Wonder Woman theme is just you know it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got that moment where the hair stands yes. up on you. As soon as you hear that, yes. you're like, she's about to mess some people up. Yeah, and it's going down. Super cool. It's going to be great. Down. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, I thought it was, I, I was like, I was like, we gotta do some video where like you hear that theme song, and like you just do your job. Like I was like, that's just gotta be what we do. So, that was tremendous. Yeah. Yeah, we had fun with that. We, we've gotten so. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll turn that out in twelve minutes. It'll, yeah. It'll, it'll we'll we'll just it'll take us. Uh, 30 seconds a piece to film the thing real quick and then we gotta redo a couple of them and, and sure, it's, sure. it's out. It's, that's um, and that's great. That is another key component uh, when you're walking into you know a comic show, any kind of specialty show is that feeling of this is a very specific place the, the people that work here are gonna be uh, knowledgeable about this thing. I don't know how friendly they're gonna be. I don't know what the deal is. But seeing something like that, you're immediately more comfortable walking in here. Because you know you guys are fun, you know you're you're going to come in and and have you know just looking at the store itself, you can, it's bright. Everything is very like you've got sections. It's very organized. But seeing something like that on Instagram, it's weird. My, it makes a huge difference. My wife is so constantly worried that uh, our place is going to look like it's a. She's like, you got to put somewhere that it's an independent comic book store. I'm like, I'm like, I don't think anybody's confusing us for a, but, but somebody for asked last week, they were like, they were like, is this place a franchise? I'm like, how will it? So I guess something about our organization makes it look like it's, well, uh, honestly, it, I mean, uh, what is the, what was the shop? Do you remember the Marvel opened 20 years ago or whatever it was during the boom? Marvel had their own chain of shops that were in like malls and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I can see well, you've got the slat wall, everything. Like I said, it's very organized. It's uh, and, and don't get me wrong, I love the uh, sort of consignment shop look. Also, yeah. like that's also fun, where you kind of have to hunt for stuff too a little bit. But man, I mean, it, it really does come across like a uh, well, like a chain store. Ours used to look like that, and it, and. Um, you know, I, a lot of it, honestly, probably like when I when I met my wife, um, and, and you know, she you know, every time we go to town, we go to the comic shops, and I'd be hearing what you know what she would say about uh, what what made what made her like a shop and what made her not like one. Mm-hmm. And we really just kind of built. I tried to build something that someone that wasn't a comic book fan. Like, because comic book fans will, will like it. Like, it's if it's if it's got all the comic book right. stuff, it's, it's they're gonna they're gonna figure it out. Yeah, but but I wanted to build something that someone who wasn't as into this culture would see. It would be recognizable. Yeah, and uh, functional for them. So like you, you it, it won't take you hours to find the DC graphic novels. They're all just sitting there in A to Z order uh, in one one area. Um, you know, we don't, we want to make it as little complicated as possible. Well, and that's. One aspect of the movies is, you know, obviously one of the hopes for for the retailer is that somebody's going to go see Wonder Woman and think, man, that was really good, which, by the way, Wonder Woman was awesome. Uh, And where's my local comic shop? Where can I check out, you know, see what these comics are, check out these comics? Because the 
it's funny. My something my friends and I have to remind ourselves of from time to time is like not everybody knows this stuff like we do. Yeah, like the general public. I, I work with my, my day job. I work with guys that think that the Keaton Batman and Gotham and the Bale Batman and Dawn of Justice are all the same story. Yeah, and it doesn't matter that they think that. That's whatever. It's fine. But like to us. We know. No, no, no. That's not right at all. But they, they don't care. They just take it in and enjoy it. And when that kind of person sees a new movie that connects with them for whatever reason, they need to be able to come somewhere like this and feel comfortable and easily find whatever it is they're looking for. And I feel like, that, and, and you'll you'll have a better perspective on this than I do as a retailer, I feel like for some reason that synergy is not quite happening like the the success of the movies isn't necessarily being reflected as much as it should in the comics. It, it's it's a matter of accessibility. Um, you see that poster right there, Luke Cage number one just came out. Yeah, they're they're definitely, definitely resembles doing, Mike Coulter. <laughs> yes, I mean so so Marvel. I'm seeing a lot of moves where they're making that you know they're 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 like people you know Netflix Luke Cage is doing well like we we need to make Luke Cage have a story more like that it's that people can get it's accessible to them right um but at the same time they're all like uh and, and it was good and I, and I like that they're doing that I just don't like it when they do like these money grab kinds like um yeah like the baby group that just came out I don't know if you read it at all no I haven't it was uh it was so clearly a uh you know, he's going to be so popular in the movie. We're going to we got to make something on it instead yeah. of having an original idea and making something. It was like we, you have, we have to turn out a baby group comic right now. Uh, I mean, come on. So, so you know, I, I I want them to do that. I also want them to be smart about it and and make sure that the quality. That, that's a problem with comics that right now is that uh, they're, they're putting they're pumping out so much stuff that, that you just can't maintain Dude, high Marvel quality. And DC has. And then they've got quite a few good ones, but it's probably oh, yeah. the same amount of good ones that they used to have back when the entire line was good back in you know in the eighties or that's something. A, that's a fair Instead point. Instead of uh, you know now they just have another uh, forty titles a month on top of the really good ones. It yeah, makes, it makes everything diluted. And people get like um, you know what our, our typical thing is here is we'll have people start off and they're like they're reading Old Man Logan and Doctor Strange and all these other books. And next thing you know, they're only reading Old Man Logan, Doctor Strange, and then like another like fifteen Image comics. And they've cut back their their list started off with twenty Marvels, and now it's two Marvels and fifteen Image books. And they're you know they're losing um, a customer base that they that they, that people are people are coming in because they saw right uh, Jessica Jones and really liked it. Yeah, but you know. If the quality of these comics when they put it out, which Jessica Jones is, is good right now, mm. and, you know, but if, but when you start doing books like Baby Groot and like Rocket Raccoon with leading like a weird casino looking group or something, I don't know, it just, it, 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 it loses that entire. What, uh, what kills it for me is, and, and this is, this is going to be such a standard complaint, I think, which honestly means Marvel should be acknowledging it, uh, is when they involve too many books in a line-wide thing. When I'm reading Spider-Woman, and then and I'm loving it. Uh, Dennis Hopeless... Uh, He's a writing. really good writer. I'm reading Spider-Woman, I'm loving it. And then it gets sucked into... Uh, Secret Empire, Secret uh, Wars. Yeah, yeah. Secret, which, by the way, I do want to say... that I, I haven't said this yet on the show, and I'll say it real, real quick right now, since comic books are the topic. Uh, I'm not reading Secret Empire. 
Uh, but I am checking out recaps because uh, you know I want to know if when the trades come out if it's something I want to pick up. So far, it sounds was, like the story's so good. So far, man. I was straight up saying you got to read it when, yeah. it, when it comes out. I, I, mean, I don't have any issue because comic book characters do whatever you want to them. They're comic book characters. Dude, come on, they're malleable. Yeah. Look, straight up, this is the same thing as professional wrestling, and soap operas, and yes. you know what other whatever other little tell you wave like all, all, it's, it's, this is just. Uh, Stories that, that, for the most part, are made to just be really, uh, have interesting, crazy plot points. And then you get, you know, it, it's, this, Captain America is not going to remain a bad guy. No. Uh, they, and now, I hate that Marvel not had to, Marvel literally had to come I out know, and tweet about that. that. And that to me is so disappointing that people can't just let the company tell, let, let Nick Spencer tell his story. You gotta like, harass the dude to, you know, gotta give him death threats to where the, the company's gotta come out and be like, why don't you just read it? Because there's going to be a Cosmic Cube. Right. We're going to make you happy. And then, no, don't tell us that. I don't want to know it's all going to be yeah. okay. Yeah. And so so that's, you know, because they, sometimes they take risky things and it's not always okay. So you want to have that little bit of a fear. Right. That, what if the, what if Captain America really is a Hydra agent forever now? What if he's but what they, if he's the bad guy now? But they what if there's no more Red him. Skull? But now it's Captain Hydra. Yeah, and, and that yeah, see that to me is interesting. It is, and uh, but I feel like Marvel's in a bad spot publicity wise right now. Marvel Comics anyway, uh, and, and this is something uh, me and an artist friend of mine have kind of gone at a few times. But I feel like Marvel would be very wise to get a handle on their creator's social media presence. I feel like if you want to have a Twitter account that's very angry and full of rage, maybe do that under your own name and have a separate account for your artist account. Uh, because I, I see so much of people that aren't even focusing on the stories that are being told. They're just focusing on the creators. Yeah. And I think that's not great. For Marvel, and I don't see that problem with DC. Uh, I don't see DC's creators getting people all angry and getting confrontational, and uh, you know, mostly they seem to do a lot of goodwill stuff and and uh, very. Uh, and, and look, you know, the creators need to be able to express themselves, but at the same time, you're working for Marvel. You, you've got to you got to think about that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of weird on that. Um, well, there's no there's no right answer. Yeah, there there just isn't. It's you know I, I've seen plenty of uh, you know at least a few DC people kind of get, but but I wouldn't say they're like antagonizing people, but right. they're definitely like the thing is like this is a very um, politically active uh, sure. group of people. Sure, and, absolutely, and you know, and you know, if it weren't if it weren't current times with current politics, this wouldn't be a big deal. Well, and that's the thing. I I am not in the camp at all of comics shouldn't be political because they absolutely should, and they always have been. It's the... I feel like now... I guess is it more... I don't know that it's even more sensitive. I guess it's just that we're all exposed to each other so much more because of social media. We're in in this uncharted territory. There's never been anything like this of... Of, uh, you know, since maybe the car was invented or letter or, you know, mail. Right, right. Like that. People actually had connectivity to be able to communicate with each other, but there's never been a real time basis like this where you could go out and set your opinion out there and, and essentially consequence free. Yeah. I mean, and it's, you know, it's, um, we're living in a, in a, like, this is a wild, wild west of, uh, 
Yeah, I, I think I think um, your know, our children will look back on this time and be like, "That was crazy." They'll be, because they'll be like, "How did they not manage that better?" Now, now we understand to do this this way and to exactly. use this thing, but they were just crazy people. We do, we literally we, we, we only got like a little bit of of uh, data on what this stuff does to you uh, psychologically and psychologically for sure. Um, like how you know how we're gonna react to to having this at our fingertips and. Um, there's no telling what's going to go on with it. For whatever reason, the comic book industry is huge on Twitter. Yeah, people are just communicating there like crazy. I think it's just really promoting. Cool. I, I mean, I think that's the the big thing, which I love that you can go. Let's just use Dennis Hopeless as an example. You can go on Dennis Hopeless's Twitter and and see like what he's reading, what he thinks is cool. You're like, well, I like his writing, so if he likes yeah. this independent guy that I haven't even heard of, I can check that oh, out. I remember I, that stuff's I awesome. read um, how Avengers, the, the the book where they, uh, the Avengers kids all went on the island and were like, Arcade had them. Uh, oh, um, yeah, I know, I know what you're you talking, know what I'm talking about. about. Yeah, yeah. I, I read the first issue of that, and I don't know if you read it at all. I haven't read the book. Um, Dude, in, in one single issue, like I, he took a handful of characters I never knew, and then someone died at the end of the issue, and like I wanted to cry. Yeah, and I, and I sent him a Facebook message, and I was like, I was like, hey man, I don't know, you, I don't know you. This is the first thing I've ever read of yours, but uh, this was phenomenal. And uh, he sent back immediately, like, oh, that's awesome, man. You know, thank you yes. so much. And yeah, like, the, the fact that you can be in contact with people like that is crazy. It's great. It's tremendous. But it also has, you know, yeah, when, when, I, when you want to send him a death threat and he can see it, like that's. That's yeah. uh, equally as as terrible as being able to tell him that his stuff is great is wonderful. You know? Well, and, and that's if if you're sending comic book creators death threats over anything, then maybe you need a new hobby. Look, Spider Man's not going to be evil for a long time. Oh, Let my it go. Gosh, and that was such, such a good story. story. Too. Oh man, they, they really they killed it. Like Tom Taylor's Superior Iron Man was awesome while that was coming up. Like this has been really good stuff, and they just. Uh, People flip out. Hey, you know, you. Um, I, I think people are addicted to outrage. Yeah. I think they like looking for not and not everyone. It's really just the vocal minority. But I think there are people who just well, like... outrage gets attention. Yes, addicted to attention. Yes, I would, I would think if you boil it down to something like. No one ever gives a crap about what you say at work or anywhere else, but you can go yeah. on the internet and just tweet about something for forever, and then you light something up, and people are, you know, people like to just have some sort of reaction from people. And that's, yeah. Um, well, there's also a me first component of that. Can I be the first one to get angry about this thing? Yeah. Can yeah. I be the one to point I out the flaw? The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I started yeah. the 15 minute trending thing yeah. of Gosh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's no telling what this stuff's going to do to everything. I mean, I, you know. Comics and technology are are, are weird. Um, yeah, it's just it's just interesting times. All that stuff. Well, and, and on the same front, uh, digital comics becoming such a thing. What what, is, what are your thoughts there? One, I think it's great because it disseminates it to, to people who would never come into a comic shop. Oh, I think it's awesome. Uh, and I don't feel. I mean, just just in my, I worked in retail for about fifteen years, I guess, and. Just with with that sort of knowledge of the retail environment, I don't feel like I've noticed a huge dip in comic shops. And like, it seems yeah, to there's, me there's more comic shops now than there have been in a long time. Yeah, that's it's, what um, I feel like. I mean, a, a big part of that is you know, if you're buying digital comics, you you know, for the same. For my only problem is when you get, is when like Comicsology put does some sale on like the entire Brubaker run for like five dollars. Yeah, something. yeah. Like, okay. What am I supposed you to do about that? With that right. and, you know, not that I even want to really compete, but at least should be like on a somewhat level playing field, which right. it usually is. Single issues of a comic digitally are the same price as single issues 
and sitting in the store, except when you buy it in the store, you also get the digital you get code. The digital code, yeah. I know a lot of people that come in and they buy their comics every week, and they go home, they download the code, they read it on their iPad because they don't want to open their comic or whatever, right, right. or they like to have it where they can carry it more on the go, all on one little thing. Um, you know, I, I've, I've rarely noticed any losing of customers to digital comics. You yeah, know, I've only noticed gaining people because of it because they read something, they're like, I need to own this now. I like it so much. And see, that's another thing, is it is, I, I think there's something about having that appreciation of comics that the the idea of being a collector is linked to that, and the idea of not necessarily wanting to have a thing, because I, I know several of my buddies who read comics, but it's all digital, because they hate owning things, which I don't understand at all. But they're like, no, I don't want stuff around. I don't know yeah. toys, no nothing, don't buy movies. So, you know, I, I, I get that. But I think there's a, wow, that was really cool. I, w- I want to contribute to it. Yeah. Like, I want to go and buy the trade because I, I want to to be part of the revenue for that. Like, I want to reward it. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's a, a big component of, of being the type of person who can get into comics. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's it's fun to collect stuff. Number one, like uh, you, you know, most of us have a gene of of one of like uh, a lot of people I know that don't want to own stuff is because they had to like go cold turkey on owning stuff because otherwise yeah. they were like it was not going well for them. Oh yeah, you can't totally get that. Yeah, you can't do because uh, I know if if there was anything because I've uh, over the years have have quit so many action figure lines from time to time mm-hmm. and. I, I have to stop. There's no yeah. like, well, I'm gonna stop getting the Arkham stuff, but then this one character comes out. I'm gonna get that one character. That doesn't. Yeah. That doesn't and work. The next thing you know, you have three different scarecrows. <laughs> right. Yourself. You're like, right. What have I done? <laughs> so yeah, you know, I, I've been trying to just uh, make sure I can only buy enough buy collectibles to fill the space that I've got for collectibles. Yeah. And then that that, that kind of kills, you know, it, it's gotten to the point where, like, I can't clutter it. It has to look right. And so if I want something new, something old. Right, you got to make decisions. Go. Yeah, yeah, I think if you, want if you badly enough, yourself like that, yeah. you know, you'll be fine. Uh, as far as Marvel and DC go, and, and yeah. well, you know what, let's, let's actually start with uh, Image and Dark Horse, or, or are there any other publishers that are standing out to you right now, like Oni or anybody who's Oni's uh, again who, really who feels like well. pretty hot right now. Um, you know, I think IDW and Boom are, are putting out cool stuff. Um, you know, a lot of them they start with their licensed stuff, yeah. um, and then you know, next thing you know, they're putting out some kind of really interesting comic you never expected to come out from them. Yeah. Um, like you know, it, it's so crazy to me that that Lock and Key is an ID, it's IDW, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's um, correct. Like that's it's just a phenomenal comic, um, creator own series that you know came out for a company that's mostly put out GI Joe and, and Transformers yeah. and stuff. Um, but they've got, I mean, you gotta have, see. I love the idea of licensed stuff, not mm-hmm. just of publishers making it, but of artists working on it because for the publisher, it's it's a solid platform. You've got you're gonna sell GI Joe comics. Yeah, uh, they're just they're gonna move. Uh, and, and from there, you can build off of that. And for the creators, mm-hmm. you're foot in the door. Yeah. You work on licensed stuff, no, you get reputation, sense. you get reliability, whatever the case may be. So I, I, I definitely am a fan of, of that being part of the medium. Mm-hmm. And yeah, IDW, um, 
does uh, Boom. What have they got? They just picked up uh, the Jim Henson stuff. Is that right? Or is yeah, that Dynamite? Is that uh, Boom? I believe. Yeah, they, and they've got they do all this Kaboom stuff with like yeah. Adventure Time and Steven Universe, yes. and like they're yes, doing yes. some really cool Cartoon Network type stuff. And, and that, see, that's that's a great cornerstone of a publisher. Mm-hmm. I feel like is is having that. And it's funny, Titan, Entire line. Titan, who picked up the Doctor Who comics a couple of years yeah. ago. Some of the stuff they're doing, we're doing. Is I think Penny Dreadful wild. is coming out from them. We're, we're selling well on that. Yeah, I mean, Penny Dreadful. Honestly, I've never seen in the ten year, ten plus years I've worked here. Uh, Archie Comics are selling more than they've ever oh my sold. Gosh, right. I wish that Sabrina and After I Archie could come out even remotely consistently <laughs> um, because they'd really be on top of the world. But other than that, like like the actual Archie, the Benny and Veronica, Jughead, Riverdale, like we're having. I sold, I sold a fat stack of Riverdale, uh, one, the one shot and the number one, number two so far. People love I had, that I had show. to reorder Riverdale. People love that show, man. But you, I mean, you relaunch a line with, with Mark Wade and Fiona Staples. That's and right. It's going to get attention. You know, I mean, that, that's just, but, but really what started it was the afterlife with Archie. Because that was the big departure for them, and, and man, that was yeah. them just taking it. I mean, they'd always done cool stuff. They do, you know, Punisher meets Archie, yeah. Archie Predator, and yeah, some yeah, of the, like, yeah. really random, weird stuff like that. But after Life with Archie, I think finally stuck with an audience that was like, oh, it got me. I mean, I, really I, interesting I, and I had never, re- I was very aware of Archie, obviously, but I'd never read an Archie comic. But uh, you know, with Francesco Francavilla doing the art on that. It's it sold me. I had to check it out, and it's funny. I, I I want my superhero comics on time, but I want my remarkable epic comics to take well, however much time they need. Like Saga, they they take the break every six issues or or however often it is. Do it. Fine. I don't I don't understand why superhero comics don't do that as well. I mean, I think I think that if you gave some of these people just just a month break to because I know enough creators now to know that these people work their butts off. Oh, for sure. Like, like they, you know, they eat. Look at sleep. like Colin Bunn. Look at how Dude, many books like that guy wrote. It's just insane. Out, like, this week, he's. I, I I can't even imagine, especially knowing some of these people now who are like, you know, like we'll have a signing and someone will come in and like they're trying to work while they're out there. They're, they're yeah. here like kind of on a vacation and they're working their butts off while they're doing it because it's you know, just. You, you have to like yeah. keep up with. In order to make money doing that, you gotta you gotta put out a, a lot of output. You you make as much money as you want to make. It's yeah. not like a desk job where you go clock in, you mm-hmm. know, from nine to five and take your lunch or whatever. No, it's if you're not working, you're not making money. And I, I think that that's part of. Um, you know, I, I don't care that Mar. I, I would be upset if Marvel told people what they couldn't put on Twitter. With them not having, you know, taking care of those people to a level of like, if, if these people were like salaried and yeah, that's true. Yeah, know, that's a, that's a fair then, point. Then, I, then I'll be then like, to me, if if you're that kind of employee and like, like, you know, if 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 you're an independent contractor, then yeah, that's a different. If someone that worked for me full time was put was was putting out some crazy stuff. I'll be like, hey, you gotta stop with this because you're representing my company. Right. But, if, but right. If, I, if I hired you to come in and, and grade comics every once in a while, I don't have a right to do yeah. that. That's my, that was my only thought on that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, like, you're right. That's, that's absolutely a solid point. You know, I, 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 I wish that, I, I think that the comic industry, uh, from publishing standpoint needs a revamp like that. They need to find a way to be able to, um, treat some of the top talent, um, a little bit better because, because they're yeah. losing them all to their own creator own stuff, which is really cool. I love the creator own comics are getting bigger and bigger and images. But, but they need, up. they need staffs. 
but yeah, you're 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 they're losing anybody who's talented stays there for just a minute and is now and is you know once they build their name up, you know they're they're booking yeah. out. Um, and you're not having, you're not seeing as many like super long-winded runs or anything. And there's only a handful of people that feel like Marvel really treats to the well to the level that they should be treated. You and, know? and without mentioning any names, there's one of those guys at Marvel that I'd be happy to never see another comic from. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've understood that before. Too. <laughs> um, real quick, let's. Uh, I want to talk about DC because I am in love with DC since Rebirth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm buying more DC Comics than I've ever bought. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, I just added Titans and Teen Titans uh, thanks to the Deathstroke crossover because I was reading Priest's Deathstroke. We sold out of every single issue on like uh, I, I sold our reorders. I, I, I haven't even, I haven't had a chance to read it because we just don't have it. And and to me, uh, the, and and while I am a sucker for the occasional line wide crossover, uh, I, I thought Secret Wars. Was done very well. I enjoyed I that. I love Secret Wars. And I love when they do Secret Wars, Spider-Man, but it's not part of the regular ongoing Spider-Man book. Like, it's just an offshoot. If you yeah. buy it, you can buy it. If you don't, you don't. Yes. I love they, that. That's, that, that. I don't mind crossovers if you're going to do that, because yes. I'll, I'll only order, like, you know, I'll order 100 copies of Secret Wars, and I'll order, like, 10 copies of the Spider-Man one right. with the intent of, like... Oh, we want to sell out by Friday. Yes, know? yes, absolutely. Because if you don't, don't have it's a, not going. Yeah, anywhere. I don't want to have a stock sitting out of this. Like that's not our goal. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm 100 percent in on that idea. I mean, I thought that Secret Wars, uh, just the, just this idea that like giving Doom everything they ever wanted, basically, and yeah. watching him not be able to handle it's it. Just such, it's just such I a good. It. I mean, that's what happened with Doc Ock and you know, yeah. Spider-Man. You know, sorry for the spoilers, but it's been a minute now. Yeah. Like, you still read this book. <laughs> when you see this guy who's always been like, how do you always screw up? You know, he, he just so, people are so critical of the way Peter Parker lives. Yeah. And then you put someone who thinks that he's so much better in, the, in those shoes and he's finally just like, I can't do it. Yeah. That is... That is so it, great. It's so rewarding. Yeah, I think you really. But you got to hang in there to get there. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, but the, the the I also love the like three title crossovers, mm-hmm. like they just did with Deathstroke, Titans, and Teen Titans, where it's not overwhelming to pick up two books you don't normally. If, you, if pick you're up. asking people to spend extra six or, or eight bucks, you know that's not too that's terrible. not a huge deal. And then for those books. To read those and then say, "Oh man, these are really good. I've got to start getting these now." Mm-hmm. That's success. Yeah. Not now. I have to read these other two books. They're not very good, and I don't even want to buy the other one now yeah. because it's been dragged down. I'm out. They're, they. I, I feel like, uh, and and one thing that since Rebirth, anyway, DC has been pretty good about. Uh, one thing that does bug me about Marvel. And, and I don't want to sound down on Marvel because I love my Marvel characters, but uh, the renumbering. Yeah. Man, talk about giving people jumping off points. Yeah. No, you're entirely uh, oh, right. drives I, me we, nuts. We lose, every time they're just like, oh, yeah, there's going to be another Spider-Gwen series, and someone's just like, well, I guess I'll just do it for, for me for now. Right. It gets a number like, on, you know, 11 or wherever they got to, and I guess I'm done. It, it drives me crazy that uh, uh, Chip Zdarsky and Joe Quinones, they're Howard the Duck. Yeah, that like was one continuous tonight. story. That's three different series. Yeah, what? what? That's crazy to me. No, it is. You know, it's outrageous. I, I, supposedly, I think this they're going to renumber everything really soon, and hopefully and cut that out. 
I mean, I, to me, the, it's so simple to fix this. You just put, you know, Howard the Duck number 85 on the cover, or not on the cover, on the inside. Yeah. And on the front of it, you say, Howard the Duck, you know, life is a duck, number one. Right, right. Part well, one see, on the cover. That's been my, and, and uh, my wife managed uh, a comic shop in Atlanta for years and years. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this kind of stuff before. But my idea is, if, if you've got a hot creative team, but you don't really know for sure how long they're going to last or whatever, do that. Call it Howard the Duck, you know, Tales of the Duck, and don't solicit it as an ongoing. Yeah. Just solicit it as, you know, six issues. And if, if, if it sells like gangbusters, and you say, guess what? We're going to give you six more. But don't... Well, uh, well Hellboy keeps track of what number Hellboy it is. Yes. But you can read it in these miniseries chunks, and yeah. they're all self-contained in these chunks, and that's how it should be done. Like, uh, you know... There's an overarching story. Like, when you go back and read up to now on Hellboy, you'll see all these story beats right. for years and years and years of stories. But you can also just read... Five or six issues know, at yeah, a time. Yeah, uh, of, of, the, of the eighth, you know, number one. Like, it's, it's just so smart to me. And I don't know why they haven't jumped on board with that. Well, and I totally understand writing for trades. Because apparently that's... Do you find now that when people do come in, having seen Wonder Woman or whatever... Are, are you selling them trades? Are you selling them single issues? What, what's more uh, It's somewhere in the middle. I mean, a lot of people, um, you know, they, they, if they just saw the movie and they want to get a comic book, they want to get a comic book. Yeah, they don't, and they don't want to spend 20 bucks. Yeah, they want to come in. They want to, they, you know, it was smarter than to have the Wonder Woman annual come out this week with the movie. Like people yeah. wanted, they would come in, they don't mind spending $5 on that huge, thick comic. Yeah. But they're, they're, that's the way easier to do than buying a $20 trade or like, you know, if people are like, I want to see what comic books are about. They want, they want this. They have this idea in their mind of like collecting comics right there, not yeah. buying graphic novels and and you know set up their bookshelf. They want to like, you know, this is it's like, right, right. You saw it, you loved it, you want more. I want to have a comic book. And now, now that's not everybody. There are plenty of people sure, who come sure. in, but you. Got, I feel like in order to get the graphic novels, you want to be more familiar with that idea at first. I've just been trying to tell everybody, it's like uh, these comics are like watching, you know. Flash when it comes on Wednesday at Tuesday at uh, eight, and these graphic novels like wait until it's on Netflix at the end of the season. You know, it's funny you bring that up because I, I hadn't thought about this in years. But the first time I picked up a trade, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember the first time for whatever reason I bought a collection, a trade paperback, whatever, and it was weird. It was like this is like a book. This is weird, and then you know I, I read, but it's still you're right. The format is different. It's not picking up a comic and leafing through it like there's a binding, and you've got a. It's a completely different process, even yeah. than just reading a floppy. Yeah, it's um, you know, it, it's it's and what a difficult task for comic writers right now too, because you you want to you want to keep people invested in uh, single issues by having these cliffhangers at the end of each issue, but now you've got to have like a massive cliffhanger or something at the end of your sixth issue. Yeah, like, it's so crazy to me that to have like, I and mean, some people pull it off super well, but you know, like a lot of people were, um, you know, the, the Tanahisi Coates Black Panther series is going right now. I think will when it's all said and done, his run will be great. Mm. But you you'll want to read it as a graphic novel, right? And, and like right. the the complete Tanahisi Coates story rather than single issues because he he, he doesn't uh, write I, that way. I just yeah, I just I've noticed that you you know. Um, it's a little bit long-winded and doesn't, in like the, the last page, a lot of times I haven't been in like, oh my god, I can't wait till the next issue. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not that walking dead, you know, where almost every issue of that comic, 
the last page, you're like, what is he, next? He, that guy. His pacing is unreal. Oh my gosh, dude. Uh, unreal. To bring it back to Marvel Zombies, which is funny. Uh, yeah. That, uh, when Marvel Zombies hit, it was one of those things where I was like, I don't know, really, Marvel Zombies, and I read it, and that's that's where I fell in love with Robert Kirkman, mm-hmm. was from that. Well, the dude's awesome. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, where, uh, where can we find you in Wilmington and on Facebook? Uh, so if you're in our city, which is awesome, and if you like, uh, especially if you like comic books and beer and really cool places and great uh, great stuff to eat, you should come to Wilmington. Um, we're at the corner of Second and Princess downtown, uh, 201 Princess Street, and then Facebook is just memory lane, facebook.com slash memory lane comic shop, I believe. You almost can't Yeah, if you look up memory lane comics yeah, on you're, Facebook, you're, you'll find it. But more importantly, on Instagram, uh, where just, all the fun is going I down. think that's just memory lane comics on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. yeah we post all kinds of, usually stuff, uh, about every day, so. What, uh, as far as what's coming out in the future, is there any hot stuff that you're looking forward to? Any collectibles coming out that you, like, can't wait to get in? I saw you guys um, put up the 112 Punisher the other day. Yeah. Which I just got myself from my local crazy, comic man. shop. Dude, that, that line, if, if the hammer came down and somebody was like, you can only collect one line of toys, it would be that 112 stuff. Wow, yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. They, I mean, they're the figures I've been dreaming of since yeah, I was a it's, kid. it's really impressive. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Hot Toys Spider-Man from Homecoming. All right. Um, I love that costume, and I, I can't wait to have that figure. He'll replace my old-school Tobey Maguire one. Right, and, right. And, um, you know, I think I'll bring Toby up here to be swinging around or something. <laughs> and, uh, first comics, I'm really looking forward to this, uh, Dr. Manhattan versus Superman thing. Right. I mean, I, like, this is such a perfect way to use those characters. Spoiler alert, the last page of the button. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm ready for it, man. This has been cool. And I, I'll tell you, I would be okay, and I know it's coming sooner than that. But they've they've been really conservative with how they've doled that story out, and I love it. That it wasn't okay. First year of rebirth, we're going to throw that whole Watchmen thing at you. Yeah, they've they've been very smart about like, well, here's a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a clue here and there. And uh, it's it, they've hooked me, man. It's it's good stuff, dude, for sure. Cool. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been so great nice. talking to you about comic books and retail. And uh, everybody listening, please check out Memory Lane Comics, whether you can do it in person or online. Please do it. If you are a small business owner or, or creator of any kind, really, and have a place where I could come and interview you just like I did with Jake, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to do it. I love talking to people, and I love talking to motivated people that are doing interesting things, like running a comic book shop in downtown Wilmington and running it in the way that Jake does. So uh, join the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group and let me know. Find L Phantasmus on Facebook. That's Phantasmus with a PH. Or drop me an email at phantomtroublemaker at gmail.com and let me know you want to talk. I'm always open to having people on the shows for interviews, which brings me to my next point as a follow-up from Heroes Con. Look for, hopefully, a few really cool interviews in the near future from some Heroes Con talent that I'm very much looking forward to talking to. Some, again, some for the first time. We'll just see how and if it pans out. I, I, I like to... To put those little teasers out there, but I won't ever put names on them because you never know how things are going to go. Okay, 
So visit supportphantom.com, get the full rundown on HeroesCon. Visit needlessthingssite.com and click on that big old Amazon box in the top right corner of the front page, or probably every page, and uh, buy some stuff. Help out Needless Things. Help out the podcast. Help Phantom Troublemaker travel to places and interview interesting people. Every purchase you make through that link doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps out Needless Things. And I appreciate the heck out of it, you guys. All right, next week I will be back. Uh, Episode's already in the can. I'll go ahead and tell you. If you've been listening to the show, you know what this means. 1987. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vix employee. And of course, it's at needlessthingssite.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.